This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCarl. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking and the trades in every profession. We help all women. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be the very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle all kinds of topics, and we like to feature experts and celebrities who can empower and inspire women. Everyone wants to perform their best. Many times they're unable to do that, and they tend to lose their way. Women especially can be very hard on themselves when they feel like they're underperforming, and they work so hard that they forget where they're headed and why. They lose sight of their dreams and direction. Nina Amir is an expert in this area. She inspires authors to open up their creative channels. She's also a certified high-performance coach. Nina is an Amazon best-selling author. She landed three traditional publishing deals and 18 e-books herself, but still felt empty. She came to a point in her life where she felt like she'd lost the vision of her life's dreams for work and lost sight of herself. She'd allowed herself to be measured by external expectations and given away her power. Nina realized she had to become the creator of her own life and hired a performance coach to assist her. The rest, they say, is history. She was enormously successful in her own transformation, and now she teaches others how to do the same. Nina's with us today, and we're looking forward to her insight. Welcome, Nina. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your transformation and how your incredible journey began. Well, in terms of the authorship part of it, you know, I I just was, I had a strong belief in myself. And so that was very easy because I just followed my passion and my belief. But when things went awry, um, I really had to get to the point of, of admitting to myself that I was just stuck. And even though I'm a coach, that I needed some help to get unstuck because I couldn't see my blind spots. And I knew that every area of my life was being impacted. So if I was stuck in my marriage, which I was, it was impacting my work. And if I was stuck in my work, you know, that was impacting my finances, but my, everything goes together. And so I came across, um, well, first I went to some high, to a high performance coach and I worked with a high performance coach because because I was a high performance coach and I know the power of this science-backed, results-oriented program. But then I also joined a a transformational coaching program with someone else that was a combination of personal and spiritual growth, primarily personal growth, but I had to do the work myself. And the more I got honest with myself and took responsibility for myself, Um, meaning that I stopped making excuses and complaining and realized that I had the power to make changes in my life. Uh, I began to see see the transformation. My marriage improved. Matter of fact, I was on the verge of divorce before, um, before we moved to New Mexico about nine months ago. And we're here in a new house, a new puppy in a new place. And our marriage is going very well. But I really was on the verge of divorce. 
I hadn't done the work on myself, if I hadn't taken responsibility for myself and made new choices about who to be and what to do, you know, how to show up, how to think, all of that, I wouldn't have what I have now. So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. that's a lot of what it has been for me. How do people lose themselves? Do we become so consumed with what we're doing, we just forget to take care of ourselves? Yeah, that can be part of it, Shelley. But I think that um, if I look at my life, what happened for me was a lot of living up to other people's expectations. My husband's expectations. I had a literary agent, um, his expectations, um, trying to fit in, uh, trying to... Um, be the person that I thought people expected me to be, uh, keeping commitments and obligation, you know, obligations is a little different than commitments, but, you know, keeping up with those things, even though they didn't really align with what I wanted or who I really was. And so in the process of all of that, what happens is you cover up who you are, who you really are, what you're passionate about, um, your, you know, your, your interests, uh, how you normally would behave, how you normally would think. Your authenticity disappears under these layers of trying uh, not to be judged, trying to be liked and loved, trying to avoid criticism, trying to be the person everyone else expects you to be. And I really think that's how you lose yourself. Do you think women are more guilty of that? And I don't want to use the word guilty because we're not guilty, but do you think women are put in the position of having to live by other people's expectations more than men? Yeah, I do. Um, I hesitate only because there are some men who are prone to that. But I think because women are more likely to be people pleasers and to be caretakers of others, that they sometimes feel more vulnerable, you know, like more more apt to be... um, to be judged or criticized or not loved for who they are. And so they go overboard to care for everyone and to put everyone first. I guess that's how I'd say to put everybody first, which goes back to what you said about, you know, do we lose ourselves by not caring for ourselves? So yes, that's definitely part of it. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think women probably are more prone. And is caring for others maybe a way to escape ourselves? 100%. Oh, sorry. Yeah? You think so? I can't answer that. (laughs) Well, just just coming from, uh, you know, 13 years of nursing, and I had so much inner trauma and just, you know, things that I I chose not to deal with. And you know what? It happened a long time ago. Don't, Don't worry about it. What happens in the past days in the past? I have a great career. Let's focus on that. Well, that was, these are all these excuses that I'm telling myself so that I didn't have to look at it. And it was 100% easier for me to take care of everybody else than rather look at myself. Tell myself, because it really is the stories that you believe the stories you're going to tell yourself, good or bad. So telling myself that it's okay, that it didn't matter, that, you know, that, you know, oh, this person has cancer, this person has this, this person, you know, burn victim or whatever. It's their problems are way worse than mine. Mine is nothing. Uh, yeah, no. You know, it's it's learning to flip that switch in your mind and and change the story you're telling yourself, just like you said, right? And um, learning to look at yourself and do that self-care is such a priority in people's lives. I cannot stress that enough. And oh my God, 
and to learn that we are just as we are more important and not in a selfish way, not in the egotistical way. That's not what I'm saying. But if 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 you if you're not well, how are you supposed to to function and, you know, have your A game on and, you know, and be that shining, that lighthouse for the for others? You can't. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. physically impossible. Right. Yeah, I 100% agree. And some of the things you said, um, I want to talk about a little bit if we can. One sure. is you you mentioned um, excuses and yeah, caring for other people. You know, when we feel like we need to do that, right, that can often be an excuse for not caring for ourselves. And you said something about yeah. caring for yourself, about being honest and really mm -hmm. looking at yourself. That's not what most people think of when they think of self-care, but it is. You have to begin to do the personal growth work to go inside and really look and be honest with yourself, right? And then what you're finally going to realize is that you are making excuses that everything and stories. And I love that you mentioned the stories because we are meaning making machines. All we do is interpret everything that happens to us. And most of our interpretations are wrong and meant only to protect ourselves. And then we, and so that feeds into these excuses. Like it's more important for them, you know, I, that I take care of them. It's more important that I do for others than for myself. And when we, for instance, have kids or we have um, other kinds of commitments and we say that we can't do the things we want to do or be who we want to be or do the internal work because of X, Y, or Z, that is us being a victim, a victim of circumstance. And it isn't until you take responsibility for yourself and say, I have choice. <laughs> I have the freedom of choice, the power of choice, and I can choose something different that you stop making excuses and you stop being a victim of your circumstances and you change your story because your story then is no longer, I can't do X, Y, and Z because of my husband, my job, my finances, my kids, whatever, right? And you mm -hmm. say, I can make a new choice. I can do what I want to do. I can find a way. It's always possible. It's like the little train. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give you an example of that. Okay. So here I am. I'm at work and I'm uh, on night shift, 13 hour night shifts for two weeks straight. Killers. Absolute killers, especially in the environment that I work. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm operating greater. I'm, I'm surrounded by all these autonomous trucks that go flying by you, you know, 60 miles an hour. It's crazy. Um, anyway, so I, I know I don't like night shifts and it's very easy for me to be really, really negative about it and just say, you know what, I'm just, I need all the sleep I can get because I'm tired and, you know, I don't like it and I'm miserable and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so that's that negativity. That's the human nature part of ourselves that just wants to, you know, stay in bed and find these 10,000 excuses of why to remain negative. But me being me, I'm like, oh, hell no, that, that ain't working for me. So negativity can only affect you if you're on the same frequency as other people. Right. So I my my whole mission in life is to vibrate higher. So what do I do? Um, they opened up a new gym here. So I, I go to the gym. I signed up. We have now personal trainers. I go every single day. And even though I'm tired, even though I want to stay in bed and sleep and um, not do it, 
and I'm doing stuff that I've never done, like try practicing doing handstands. My God, right? I'm 53, but you know what? I can do it. And on and at the moment I say I can't, I immediately catch myself mid sentence <laughs> as I'm pushing up that weight. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And that's where that that that's. I'm going to say that's where the secret lies, but it is no secret, right? Change the story you tell yourself. Yeah. I really believe you have to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions. Otherwise, you're going to lose every time and you're just going to get sucked back into that wheel, right? So, yeah. That's a great so That's what I'm doing. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It's been really helping me. I only have four nights left and I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> I powered through it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. So from a high performance standpoint, you're you're doing some of the things that are necessary to, to like like working out. Right. So even though you're tired, that raises your energy and it raises your vibration yeah. and it changes your uh, mental state, your emotional state, all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and I, yeah, I, I, and, and the vibration part of it is enormously important. We live in an energetic world, right? We're all, everything's energy. And mm. if you're vibrating at a low level because you're negative or you're tired or whatever, you're going to just create more of that. And that's where the self-mastery comes in. That's why, you know, we want to do the work on ourselves and, and learn to be conscious of our thoughts and learn to be conscious of how we're feeling so that we can shift that. So we can have the awareness to shift it. And it's hard. Like, um, it, it's, it's like a habit, right? I have to, I'm the only one that can motivate myself to get my butt out of my room because the gym's way the heck at the other end, right? It takes me like 10 minutes to get there, 10 minutes back. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't have a lot of time. But if I don't do it, if I don't help myself, I tend to, it's so easy that that line is so fine to just like slip back into old habits, right? So for anyone listening out there, you are the master and commander of your own ship, right? You're gonna do, you're gonna direct where it's gonna go. You know where do you want your ship to sail? You, you you can't wait for someone else to to direct it for you or or give you a purpose or 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 tell you what to do. You have to do what's right for you in every single circumstance. Yep. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Loving yourself and caring for yourself are so important, aren't they? There's a great book called um, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. Um, um, I think his name is, the author's name is um, Revikant, the last name. Anyway, what I took away from that book is that we have to constantly be asking ourselves if I really loved myself, would I do whatever? Like, would I eat the ice cream? Would I stay in bed rather than go work out? And I think that's a big shift for people to think about it in terms of self-love. If I loved myself, would I show up fully as myself? If I loved myself, would I go work out? If I loved myself, 
would I be in this relationship, right? Because that's really, we just don't spend enough time thinking about that, about thinking about the fact that if we loved ourselves, we would take better care of ourselves in all aspects. Very true. Mm -hmm. Nina, what goes into high-performance coaching and in the personal growth cycle? So high-performance coaching is actually a curriculum Um, As a senior coach, I have 48 sessions. That's the full number of sessions. And it's bundled in sessions of 12. And basically, it's a process that explores all the ways you can reach heightened and sustained levels of performance in your life. And when you increase your level of performance, you feel more confident, joyous, enthusiastic, as well as purposeful and fulfilled. And just life becomes easier and you feel like you're operating on all cylinders and you're standing in your power and you're making choices about who you're going to be and how you're going to show up and you're getting clarity on where you're going. So like Kathy was saying, knowing where you want to go. Right. And so it's, it's a, I mean, it's, you meet with a coach for, you know, if you sign up for 12 sessions, then you'll meet either every week or every other week. And, Um, It's an inquiry type process where I ask a lot of questions and um, in the process of answering the client discovers things about themselves, but it's very future oriented. It's not like therapy. We're not really focused on the past unless we're looking at where did you succeed? You know, when did you succeed in the past and how can we draw on that to succeed now and in the future? Um, it's not like life coaching because life coaching is very open-ended. The client comes in and says, you know, the, the coach will say, how are you today? And the client, you know, shares, and that becomes the, the focus of the session. In high-performance coaching, we have a focus for every session and a result we want. So if the session is on clarity, we want to increase clarity. If it's on courage, we want to increase courage. And basically the 12 core sessions, the foundational sessions are all about mastering your psychology, your physiology, your productivity, your influence or persuasion, um, your, uh, your purpose. You know, so we're, we're very focused on how to get every, get you to level up because you can always, even if you rank yourself as a 10 in some area, you can always be an 11 or a 12. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is is this kind of like retraining your brain too? Uh, of course, because you're you're developing new habits, mm-hmm. and some of those are habits, right? Um, I also see it as a way. You know, all the coaching I do, I do some coaching that isn't high performance coaching, but it all revolves around deciding who to be, because most people have it backwards. They think they'll um, that like when they have money, then they'll be able to go travel and then they'll be happy because what they really want is to travel the world but that's backwards it's a broken strategy so we start with who do you want to be because then your habits including your thought habits and your behavior habits and your just every kind of habit is going to line up with your identity so when you so you decide who to be and then your behaviors and habits line up with that and then you create what it is you want in life and so that is a big part of this is really just getting clear on who do I want to be like what and what is my end end goal like 10 years from now 20 years ago from now what's my vision for the future and how do I be that person who can have that now Does that make sense yeah 
And it's kind of like making life happen versus letting life just happen. (laughs) Uh, you, You have a direction. When you think about it, children have an idea or at least some dreams of what they want to be, who they want to be, where they want their lives to go. And it seems like once we go through adolescence and all of the different progressions, we lose sight of that somehow. Yeah, and that's trained into us, indoctrinated into us. When you think about children, so if if a child decides he wants to be an astronaut, what does he do? He finds a Halloween costume that looks, you know, that's an astronaut costume, and he wears it every day, right? He wears it all the time. Mm -hmm. Everything he does revolves around being an astronaut. What he reads, what he thinks about. And he is actually being an astronaut in that moment. And so he is actually creating his future. And then comes along the teachers or the parents or whomever who say, you can't be an astronaut. What are you thinking? You know, that's not possible or or we don't have the money for you to be an astronaut, whatever it is, or you're not smart enough. And these thoughts are embedded in the child and they then create a story around that. And it deters them from creating the future they wanted. Right. So in my own life, I can tell you that when I was in high school, I told my mother I wanted to be a novelist. And I had been writing and reading since I was quite young probably elementary school. And um, she was being very practical. She just didn't think. So So I said, I want to be a novelist and she's being practical. And she says to me, Nina, only really good writers can make a living as a novelist. And so what do you think I took that to mean? That somehow I wasn't that kind of writer, right? Right. Yeah. That I wasn't good enough. And so I still became a writer, but I became a journalist Later, I ended up editing books, and then I ended up writing books, and I'm still writing. But that idea of being a novelist was taken right away from me. And she was being practical, but as a child, you hear it differently. Even as an adult, we hear these things differently. And to go back to the idea of a story, we interpret it and give it meaning. Yep. And so for years and years and years, I thought, I'm just not a good enough writer to be a novelist. And then after therapy and coaching and hypnosis and all kinds of things, I really got it. She was just being practical. And I made it mean something about me that it didn't mean. But that's what happens is we're indoctrinated with other people's beliefs. And that really, really sabotages us, doesn't it? It does. And that's when we have to learn how to change our stories. We need to learn to see them, see these stories for what they are interpretations that we made that are likely incorrect and to choose a new interpretation, to write a new story. And we really can do that. We can make a decision and say, that story is incorrect. I'm going to write a new one. And this is my new story. My new story is I am a good writer and I can write whatever I want in my Mm -hmm. case. Okay. And, and then we have to decide to be, be that person, be that person who can write anything at any time and be successful. That's like when I ended up drunk and homeless, having lost my nursing career, and I'm walk. I, I was even robbed. I had no backpack. I had no identification. I literally only had the clothes on my back. And you want to talk about being depressed, you know? And I'm on the seventh day, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I, like, I'm educated. How the hell did this happen? And just standing there with nothing, 
And looking at Toothless Joe, you know, who's saying, yeah, this is the life. I'm like, yeah, no. In in that second, it's I'm looking at, you know, the people around me. It's like time slowed and, you know, like life became clear. And I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> I'm like, this is not my life. And I've always known there's a bigger purpose to me, to, to what I'm supposed to do. And standing there drunk and homeless on the streets beside Toothless Joe was not it. <laughs> I didn't, nice. That's all. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know what that what, what was my future. All I knew was that was not it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get away from that guy and this. Right. And And that's it. I mean, it was a moment of clarity that that just skyrocketed me out of of that moment. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, um, it, it, there's a lot of steps involved to where I am today, but it was that one moment that that I made a decision, even though I had no money, I had absolutely nothing, but I had my mind and I made a choice. And I said, this stops right here, and it did. I mean, there's a lot of tears and frustration. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that went on, but I made it. And now I'm working on 10,000 things. Well, I'm at a different level now, right? And so anybody, anywhere, at any given moment in time, there's no excuse. You make a choice. You make a decision. You look at your life. If you're not happy, then fix it, change it, uh, you know, rip yourself apart and figure out what needs fixing, what needs change, what needs growth. Uh, you know, number one thing is getting rid of toxic people <laughs> in your environment. Amen. And I had to, yeah, I literally had to step away from my own family for a period of time so that um, I wasn't sucked into that, you know, negative energy. Because if I'm going to learn to fix myself, if I got to learn who Kathy really is underneath all that, the, the layers, well, I can't do it if I'm being, um, you know, what do they call them? Energy vampires or something? <laughs> something yep. Like they really psychic you know, vampires. If yep. Yeah. Mm. They're, if they're rip, pulling away from you. So I, me personally, I needed the time to step away from life. And that, that's where that women's program came in so that I could do that. I mean, albeit not everybody could do that, but for me at the, at that moment in time was my saving grace, right? That I could actually just sit there and figure it out. So well, yeah. but the important thing, Kathy, is that you made a decision. So I can't remember whether it's Tony Robbins or somebody said, you know, your decisions um, uh, dictate your future or something yeah. along those lines. Not his quote at all. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. that decision that you made was you standing in your power and saying, this is not who I am. This is not the life I'm meant to live. I'm meant for more. And then committing to your decision to mm -hmm. change. And most people don't commit. And you also had some necessity. And from a high performance standpoint, we know that necessity is what will drive us forward. Like when we really need to change something, we will, right? But most of the time we don't have that feeling of necessity. And the other problem is what I already mentioned, which is we don't feel that we can make a change because of circumstances. And then we are a victim. And it's only when you say, I can, you know, there's, there's always the possibility of change hundred percent possible, hundred percent of the time I can change this situation. Then we commit to that and we move forward, but that's also a decision to be someone different than you are in that moment. Stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up. 
Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You think a lot of people who blame others and make excuses are actually afraid to make the changes themselves. They'd rather externalize it and say, ha, it's the other person. Oh, yeah. Well, even if I look at my myself as an example, in my marriage, I was so busy blaming and complaining and not wanting to see the part that I was playing in the marriage. Right. It was all my husband's fault. And if and 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 oh, and I wasn't making enough money to get out because how was I going to support myself? And, um, you know, so there was all this exterior stuff going on and. And I had to stop and take responsibility and say, you know, you have to either make a decision, stop complaining or get out, mm-hmm. right. do something different to see if you can improve the marriage, you know, from your, your side, make more money. So you feel safe leaving the marriage, but do something differently. But yeah, you have to look at yourself. And I think we're all, most people are too afraid to do that. They're too afraid to take responsibility for themselves. So change think- never happens. Complacency is a big thing too. We talk about that a lot here at work about not being complacent in our jobs because it's such a dangerous environment that if we fall into that same, you know, I've, oh, I've been doing this for 10 years, you know, I've never had anything happen. Well, no, you, you get into a frame of mind where um, people are are comfortable in their lifestyle. I'm not saying comfortable, it's a, it's a comfort zone, right? And um, to take that leap of faith, but here's another example. Um, trying to get my my book turned into a movie well i i can't do it out of cochran alberta so i took a leap of faith in in december and i went to la with three suitcases and that's it right and even though i have a nice comfortable beautiful home here in alberta i'm like yeah no either if i just choose to sit here and not move nothing's going to change so what do i do i take my clothes a few little things and off i go <laughs> well it, that that there's a lot of people wouldn't do that because, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, they, they get stuck in that frame of mind yeah. and their fear holds them back. Yeah. And my whole motto in life is feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> Amen so to that. It yeah. 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 And I, I, I love what you're saying because I do think people are complacent. I know for me, I was complacent. Somebody said to me once, you're complacent. And I was like, I am the least complacent person I know. And then I started to really look at it. And I'm like, Oh, but I'm here, you know, being unhappy in my situation, like in my marriage, but I'm not doing anything about it. That's complacency. Like, oh my God, that's me. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that, to what, again, from kind of a high performance standpoint, we talk about, because you were talking about comfortable, Kathy, being comfortable. And we are creatures of habit and comfort. We want to be comfortable and our brain wants us to stay in whatever's safe. It doesn't want us to do anything new or different. But what happens for a lot of people, especially when they feel like their circumstances are such that they can't change anything, is that they get caged. 
So we talk about three types of life in high performance, caged, comfortable, and charged. In the caged life, it's like you think you've tried everything and nothing works. And you're like a lion at the zoo who's backed into the corner, just staring at everybody, growling and looking angry and like he wants to eat somebody alive, right? Because he doesn't think he can get out. So that's the caged life is when you just feel like you cannot get out. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. That's a caged life. You just don't feel like you can get it, get out of it. You can't change it. Comfortable life is when things are going pretty well, but you know they could be better. And yet you don't want to leave that comfort zone. Don't want to rock the boat. Nope. You want to stay right there where it's comfortable, even if you're not 100% happy. And you probably will stay there until you become too uncomfortable with your comfort. Okay. okay? Yeah. And so then... The next level is a charged life. And that's where you really are operating in all cylinders. When you're doing things that are different, you're working on yourself, you're making changes, developing new habits, doing new things. You know, you're, you're, you're expanding yourself as much as you can. And that's when you feel the most alive. And that's what we're striving for. And I think that's what we're here to do. We're here to live a charged up life. A life that's full of passion and purpose and fulfillment and that helps us reach our potential. And too often we're either stuck caged or comfortable. You know, it's like that, that whole um, thing where you, when, when you can't control what's happening to you, challenge yourself to control how to respond, right? Uh, I find that's where your power is. There's a lot of things that happen since I've, I've adapted that in my, my train of thought regularly um when things happen to me i'll just stop for like here at work we do stop and thinks all the time like you know before you do something stop and think about it right because the consequences could be could be bad well i've applied that to my life and when something's happening to me that i can't control um especially well here at work or even in life i really stop and challenge myself to not respond in a negative way and I find that is the most empowering thing I cannot do for myself is how I choose that I'm going to respond to something. And okay. um, yeah. I, I love that you say respond because what most people are doing react. And I fall into the trap sometimes too is react. And there's a difference yeah. between a reaction and a response because a response is a conscious decision on how to behave. Yeah. A reaction is an automatic I want to say response, but it's automatic, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. unconscious. We just, somebody says something and you fly off the handle, yeah. right? And then you regret it afterwards mm -hmm. or whatever, right? But, but if you're responding, that's not what's going to happen. You are going to take that deep breath and say, how do I choose to respond? Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life 
She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. When you're living in the moment, rather than reacting to the environment, you're taking control. And that's got to feel empowering in and of itself. Right, Shelley, because that's that's you coming from that place of empowerment. And you are you said you're not coming from the past. You're, all your stories are in the past. Mm-hmm. They're all from the past and you're bringing them into the present and then carrying them into the future. And they do impact how you react to something. But a response is you in the moment making a new choice. One quick thing I really want to think that's important is that people um, tend to misplace their sense of loyalty to where they're at. And um, I, I know that my sense of loyalty has kept me in a position of almost slavery to uh, the people around me that were toxic. And until I changed my perception, until I reassessed my own, like, why am I so loyal to somebody who's, you know, treating me like crap all the time? What is it about that, this relationship that's keeping me here when I know it's unhealthy? And if people, people, um, so, some people get uh, not irritated, but they, they get all defensive when I, when I say that is because they're not willing to look at it. Right. What is it about your marriage, your sense of loyalty? You know, like some people, it's, you know, they don't believe in divorce or whatever, or um, some people who like domestic violence. I mean, I'm, I've been a victim of d- domestic violence for seven and a half years in two relationships, but since I was a child, family violence. And it becomes a part of brainwash where you think you owe them or, you know, they did this for you. So now you have to give back. There is no sense of loyalty. You, you know what I mean? You have to rechange that, re- realign your, your train of thought into that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, if I look at my marriage, there definitely was, I guess I had never thought of it as a sense of loyalty, but, but that is what it was. And, you know, feeling like, somehow I needed to stick it out and make it work and, and make excuses for him. And it wasn't until I was able to stand up and say, Hey, this doesn't work for me. Or I'm, I love myself too much to let you. Okay. So he he was drinking too much and, and he would sometimes get um, condescending and he just wouldn't treat me the way I want. I deserve to be treated. And so that's what I finally said. You know, I love myself too much to allow you to treat me like that. If you continue to drink, I will be gone. Mm-hmm. And he's an ultimatum. I said, that is not an ultimatum. It's a boundary. Yeah. If you there you drink go. that yeah. and, and you treat me that way again, then I am out the door, period. Yeah. Because yeah. I love myself and I 
I am not going to let myself be treated that way. And, and that takes you out of loyalty. That takes you into loyalty for yourself, loyalty to yourself, which is not selfish. It is about loving yourself and taking care of yourself, which brings us full circle. Sure. So we have just a few minutes left here, Nina. Um, I know you have some great resources on your website. You've got some books that have incredible messages like Planting Seeds of Change, The Kabbalah of Conscious Creation, and 10 Days and 10 Ways. Where do people find you? And do you have some tidbits, maybe a a very short roadmap people can take um, as they initiate some initial baby steps toward this high-performance transformation? Yeah, so they can go to my website, ninaamir.com, N-I-N-A-A-M-I-R.com, and uh, the blog is the first place to go, Shelley. The the blog is my way of um, being of service to others. I have a YouTube station, and there are videos related to the blogs, and so all of that is easily accessible and free. And, um, you know, if anyone has questions, I offer a free short strategy session. And so that's available on my site. Um, In terms of steps they can take on their own, um, I would just say begin to really ask that question. If I if I love that, I said from the book, um, if I really loved myself, would I do X? Would I eat the ice cream? Would I stay in my marriage? Would I stay in this job? Would I react that way? And just find some way. It doesn't have to be with me and high performance coaching, um, but find some way to begin working on yourself so that you can stand in your power and feel free to make choices that allow you to be who you are and create the life you deserve to have. I love this. You've got some great perspective. Thank you so much. And it is really, it's empowering and people realize that they can get control of their own lives and see the focus and see their own potential. Yeah, they can. And yeah, it all starts with deciding who to be. You don't have, you think that you're stuck with being who you are, but you're not. You can choose an identity. If you're a smoker, you can decide to be a non-smoker. That's a change in identity. If you're a drinker, you can try to you know, decide to be a non-drinker. If you're someone who never um, finishes what they start, you can decide to be someone who finishes what they start. That's a change in identity and your habits and behaviors and thought patterns, all of that will fall in line with who you're being. And in that way, you will create whatever it is you want to have, whatever life you want to live. It's a powerful mindset. This has been terrific. I really appreciate you being on the show, Nina. It's been fabulous. It's been so empowering and just um, great conversations. And I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. Well, I guess the bottom line is one step at a time, one day at a time. You There's days you're going to have good days. There's days you're going to fall back into old habits. That's okay, right? You just keep keep on going. And I've known just from my own personal life is that the more you do it, the more it becomes natural instead of trying to force it. And it becomes just a way of living. And now, and then all of a sudden you won't accept anything less, <laughs> right? That's for right. yourself. So yep. thank you very much. You've been absolutely wonderful. Yes, thank you. thank you. It was my pleasure and my honor to be here. And I know that just like you said, if everybody listening takes one step at a time, they will have their own transformation. Yes. Wonderful insight. Thank you so much, Nina. Thank you. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info 
at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.